0: Hello loves, welcome to Own Your Shift podcast. My name is Jessica Ann, soulful life and business coach, helping you heal, align and expand to manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. You just need the key to unlock the potential already within you and to say yes to the initiation into your next level of growth, alignment and success on all levels. I hope you enjoy the shift. Right, everyone, welcome back to Own Your Shift podcast. I have a awesome, amazing soul today. We are going to be talking about navigating narcissism, toxic relationships, emotional abuse, whatever label you have for that. Everything is welcome here. So, I have Tiffany. I'm going to let her introduce herself uh because she does it way fucking better than I do. So, yeah, Tiff. So excited to have you here. <laughs>
1: I love it. Hello, everybody. My name is Tiffany Holman. I am a board-certified nurse coach. I'm also a somatic healer. I love dabbling in the trauma side of the transformational work. And yeah, I'm really excited about the conversation that we are going to to have today, because this is definitely a big part of my journey and how I got started into this whole idea of like breaking free from all these different aspects, emotional abuse, mental abuse, generational trauma. And so, yeah, I think this is a really important topic to, to have, and I'm excited to be here
0: today. Yes. Yes. It's going to be so good. I can't wait to dive in further. But I want to start off with A little bit about your journey. So where your journey started, where you, I'm going to let you lead. Just start at the beginning. Start kind of at the beginning and we'll go through and we'll just see where where it evolves. So tell me about Tiffany before having the narcissistic relationship per se that you got into when you were what, 15? So yeah, tell me a little bit more Before that one? Oh,
1: it feels like so long ago.
0: I know. Maybe you can. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I I definitely can. So, Tiffany, before that relationship, that's so interesting, right? Because we know oftentimes we get into relationships that were similar to things we, we experienced in childhood, right? And although I had amazing parents, I love them, their relationship, unfortunately, at that time was extremely toxic, right? I had two, I can look at it now and and see things so different, but I had two extremely dysregulated parents that that didn't know how to cope with things um, on an emotion level whatsoever. And so this led me into the realm of like secrecy right like keeping the family secrets i was the oldest child so i have a younger sister and so watching my parents navigate through all of these things required me to step up in a way i didn't realize i was doing back then right like this older sister mentality um and so, a lot of people didn't know what was what was going on in the home, right? It's this area where you keep things quiet, you keep the family things within the family. Um, but I was struggling. I struggled a lot. I look back on it now, and um my grandmother was was a really big part in in helping me navigate things that I was really, really struggling with. So she was, a person that I could come to and and speak to things about that I really didn't fully understand. There was a lot of really big fights within my family. So that was normal to me growing up. The chaos was Mm -hmm. really, really normal. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, oh girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that like people didn't communicate through screaming, right? I come from a background of very like loud people. And so that is what I was. That's, that's, that's what the normal was in my family. Um, so that was life like before the relationship. And, and I had been in one relationship prior to me being in, in this, um, this other relationship. And it's so interesting to me looking back on it now, because this was a person who like, just, I was so young, right? Like I was like, 13, 14 years old and in like a relationship or, you know, I'm using air quotes here. And this person was just like so enamored with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's too much. Like this is, it felt like so much. Mm -hmm. And to be so young and to have someone who just like worshipped everything about you when you were Mm -hmm. really still struggling to figure out like, who am I? Right, Like I'm 13, 14 years old. I have no idea who Tiffany was or who she was going to be. And so it felt scary, which then led me into the next 10 years of my life, starting a relationship at 15 when I, when I should not have.
0: Yeah. I'm, As you were talking. I was just thinking back of, of all the relationships I was in from like 15 to like 21. Uh, but I had that I had that one too of he was completely obsessed with me, like thought I was the one like worshipped me. But I was a little bit older. I was probably like, I was probably 16, 16 to like 20, what? 24-ish. I don't know, somewhere around there. Um, very interesting. Yeah, you're making me go back and replay. Like, oh, oh, yes, that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is your... So before we like dive too far into like that one relationship that had such a huge impact on your life, what does narcissism like even, what is your belief like around narcissism? What does it mean to you just going through that experience before we dive too far in? Yeah. So it's a really good question for
1: me, the way that I view it in my own personal experience. And I love that you said that because everyone's personal experience is so, so different my experience was again it was like really replicating a lot of things that i had gone through it was very i want to say it was this two two different lives dynamic yeah right it was like i was very like everything had to be picture perfect right this like Art of perfection, I really, really got down pat. It was showing the world one thing when in reality, a much different scene was going on. I wasn't allowed to be unhappy, right? Like, it was like, why are you not happy? It was this idea of I was crazy, right? So it was really this mental manipulation that I was experiencing for a decade of my life. It was, Right. It was like almost like dangling the cheese in front of my face only to rip it away once I felt excited or safe. It was very um, like a roller coaster is is the best way to describe it. There were these really high highs and then super dips into the lows. Um, It was feeling really, really isolated but confused by the isolation because you felt connected at the same time. So it was a lot of just confusion the entire time is is like the best way to describe it. It's like a whirlwind that you're in and you just don't really know how to get out. And if it's safe to leave or not safe to leave, But then there's this other dynamic of like, you truly, you feel like you love this person. You've convinced yourself that this is what love is supposed to be. Um, When deep down, like, you know, it's not, but it's, again, it's this mismatch. That was my experience. Just a lot of mismatched um, and incongruencies. And again, like the secrecy, right? Like this big secrecy. yeah. there's. I've discovered so, so much and it, it can go so deep and I could talk about it for really a long time. But yeah, that's like a small version of what my experience was when it came to that particular relationship.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people could relate to a lot of that because that's, yeah, that's kind of my perspective on it as well as a, like that double-sidedness of like, Ooh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the cheese. I'm gonna eat the cheese, and then it just gets ripped away from you, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that wasn't safe for me to eat cheese." Like, okay, yeah, I love that analogy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's start. Let's dive in a little deeper, if you don't mind, which I know you don't. Uh, let's dive in a little bit deeper. So what what drew you to this person? Because energetic wise, we attract what we see. So what drew you in? Of like, oh, I really I really like this person. This is my person.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting because I had actually known this person for quite some time before we entered into a relationship. We lived within the same neighborhood. Um, And so this person, right when I first decided to enter a relationship, because it took probably two years, I was, again, in a different relationship Mm -hmm. prior to this person. and. It was very like comforting, like this was a person I considered like a best friend, right? Mm-hmm. And so, when things really started to transition from oh, this is a person that feels like a friend to something more, um, I I look back now and I realize that I was truly just desiring someone to really listen, mm-hmm. right? To have this listening ear and to be very open and what I perceived as being empathetic and. And that's what they were in the beginning, right? It was all about just me and, and these experiences that we got to create with one another, again, in like a very safe way, because this was a person who who was my friend. Um, and so there was a lot of comfort there when I was going through a very uncomfortable time in, in my own personal life, right? Like, like I said, my, my at home life, there was a lot of things going on with, with my parents. And so I was really just seeking this like safe haven or what I perceived was, was safe enough or safer. Um, and that's what, what drew me, right? It was like this, this person who, was just ready to defend me and was just always there. Mm-hmm. Right. Just this person who was always there and and ready to to listen to anything that I had to say who I could share my secrets with. So I think that's what really started it. But yeah, very quickly after once I once I entered the relationship, things changed drastically.
0: Mm, I'm curious because I For my experience with narcissism tendencies, or you know, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be, there's like a three month like love bombing Mm -hmm. that goes on. Did you experience like a three month like love bombing per se? So it's really interesting.
1: And I feel like my circumstances were a little bit different because of the fact that I have been experiencing this in a friendship level. I had known you for a long time, and this was somebody who. Never flat out said that they wanted to be in a relationship, but a lot of people knew that I had like an idea of maybe that that was something that they were interested in. And so I experienced this for quite some time, again, without recognizing it because. I thought of this person as just being my friend and they would, you know, take me out to restaurants or we would go do these things together. And so this had been going on for, like I said, we had been friends for, I think like a year or two at that point. And so now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, like this is something that was going on for quite some time. Um, So I would say like it, it was for me longer than three months, but I wasn't in the relationship or I didn't realize I was like going to be in this relationship. So I think once I entered, like truly, you know, titled it, it actually shifted a lot quicker than, than three months, which again, looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, we didn't even wait three months until we really saw a turnaround. And yet I still stayed.
0: Yeah. 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 Your situation is a little bit different than just meeting somebody mm-hmm. and then yeah. you know, having that yes. or reconnecting because you've been in that for so long. So that's a really good, you know, perspective shift too. Of yeah, it doesn't have to be this new person. It could be happening with a friend for a long mm-hmm. period of time. And yeah. Then having the awareness of like, Oh, okay. But then when it gets deep fast of like, Oh yeah, we're together now, then yeah, it turns and you're like, Oh shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's my experience with narcissism anyway. I I dated one guy specifically, not recently, but within the last year when my husband and I split, I was in a relationship for six months. And I'd known this person since I was probably 13, but I hadn't been around him for 10 years. So it was like a completely new person. But the first three months, now that I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, like narcissism 101, like bingo. Um, And when I say narcissism, guys, I, for me... I'm meaning more emotional dysregulation. They cannot cope with their emotions and it causes a huge roller coaster. Uh, and medications have to do and play with mine 100%. This person was on Adderall. And Adderall is a big no no. Yes, people need it, but for your energy, Adderall is a really, really big no no because it blocks out empathy and it blocks out so many emotions and you're just numbing. You're just numbing. Um, Anywho, I'm not going to go too far into my story, but that's a little, it could look very different. Yeah, guys, it could, it just could look very different for a lot of people. So mine's like a little extreme of like the three month extreme love bombing. And then shit hit the fan, like at month five and actually month, like three to five, I was so fucking blind. Like, oh, so many lessons learned. All That's all I'm going to say. So many lessons learned within that six months. And this was new for me because I had been I've been with my husband for 10 years now and we've gone through some shit guys because you change and evolve as people as you grow. you change every second of every day but uh, for me even, I have a lot of emotional intelligence and a lot of emotional mastery, but I was just dumb I was just being I was being played and I was stupid like I was stupid for like the last like six months because it, it it's a blinder. It's like people are loving you so much and giving you so much attention and saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. And then it flips. And then you're like, I don't know what to do. It's like I was in freeze mode of like, oh God, what, what is this? Like, what is going on? Um, so y'all, it can happen. It doesn't matter how emotionally or spiritually evolved you are. It can still happen.
1: <laughs> 100% absolutely. And it's that piece of like that mental manipulation. Yeah where it's like your system is like, wait, is, is this okay? Is this not okay? Am I telling myself, like, am I being delusional? Am I crazy? Mm -hmm. Right? Like you start having these conversations and especially because oftentimes when you're in relationships like this, now it would look different for me. But back then I was scared to speak out because I didn't know if, if what I was experiencing was, was bad or not bad and so yeah, it's it's really it's tricky. It's so it,
0: tricky. Is. it is. And mine evolved into like a lot of just guys, this wasn't a bad guy, but to to for you to understand why I was hooked a little bit, actually a lot, is because he ignited a part of my feminine energy of my sexuality that I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that safety aspect was actually there within that realm. So I honor that man tremendously for igniting a part of me that had been doormat for a long time. So there's, there's many aspects guys. It doesn't just have to be the mental, but it can be the physical. It can be the, the physical attraction aspect too. And that that's where your girl, I got stuck. Yeah. Good lessons guys. Um, anywho. Okay. Back to you too. dealing still on the show. Um, uh, but these are all good scenarios, guys. It doesn't have to look one way. It can look many different ways from many different angles. And a lot of it is just how other people in their trauma, what's their trauma? We don't know what they're feeling. And he Mm -hmm. had a shit ton of trauma, like so much trauma that Mm -hmm. people get stuck. Yeah.
1: 100%.
0: I look back on it now
1: that I've done so much of my own work and my own learning. And that's a big part of like how I was able to, to process and really move through because I was able to recognize like, Oh my, this is a person who is, is struggling so much. And at the time, right when you're in your own stuff and your own pain, you, you really can't see that. But we were, kids and he's experienced so much and may potentially still be experiencing so much. And so, yeah, I had to do a lot of healing around that particular part, recognizing like he does have his own stuff and he has his own story. And that doesn't dismiss what, what I went through, but it definitely gave me a little bit more compassion and understanding of like, okay, there's, there's two people that were at play and, um, I can never own his stuff. That's, that's his responsibility, but it did allow me to see things and in a much different light than I was seeing them before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge piece of the healing aspect is being able to forgive someone, but not Mm. forget.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that because now mm-hmm. you can talk about it and it probably doesn't ignite you the way that it used to just because yeah, we can forgive like shit happens, but other people have shit too. So I like to bring that in as well as like, yeah, other people have shit too. And other people have trauma, but mm-hmm. you're, you're right. It's hard whenever we are in our own shit and we're in that chaotic energy to not be able to see other people's and to have that compassion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. what's the biggest and I know it's big because you were with him for 10 years yeah but what was the biggest like lesson for you that allowed you so much growth Ooh,
1: so the biggest lesson for me was stopping the silence um and allowing myself to receive support mm. so that was a really big thing for a long, long time. And right, that's old conditioning that I had for so many years. And actually, within this past year or so, I had something kind of come up from my past. And I felt myself falling right back into that old pattern of like, secrecy and i can't tell anybody and oh my gosh like what if people find out or like this this again like feeling very protective and very scared of what could potentially happen happen creating all these scenarios in my head and it was in that moment that i really had to pause and say hold on like we're not this is not the thing anymore. Like we are not 15 up until what I was like 24 Mm -hmm. or 23. We're not that same person. It's okay for us to receive support. And I remember in that moment, literally reaching out to all of the people who I hold so close to me and who were very familiar with, with things that I've gone through in the past. And I them, right? These were people that like my parents had no idea what I was going through back then. Like again, I was really good at like painting the picture and setting the scene and like making it like everything was okay. And that was a huge turning point for me. Like speaking to my parents, speaking to my siblings, speaking to my really close friends. And even now like my husband and saying like, this is, this is what's going on. And I just, Need support, right? I don't need you guys to do anything, but if I do, I want to know that I can like call you and that you guys are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge shift for me, where before I would have—I mean, again, when you hear people going through these types of things, nobody knows, right? My best friends, my family—they had no idea the things that I had went through in this past relationship, and so yeah, with each step that I've really been able to share my story, it has completely shifted the way that I get to show up each and every day.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Changed your whole life. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything, do you feel like if you were to see this person, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you guys would be able to have like a civil conversation. I don't know where he's at now, but like, has there been some like peace with you two? (laughs) So I am going to say probably
1: not, but I'm never going to say never. And the only reason I say this is because I, I, I'm still within similar areas, right? Like we're not terribly far from one another. And I know that there's a lot of stuff that's still unresolved on on their end. Yeah. And that's going to require them doing a lot of of their own healing. Um, And I don't know if they'll ever get there. I hope, right? Like I created this like really beautiful vision in my head of like, they're just like, it was me, right? Like we were oil and water, right? This was the story I told myself where we have been out of this relationship for over seven years at this point, maybe yeah. eight. Um, and so that was the story I told myself, like, oh, my gosh, like, they're just like living their best. And like, they're just like, so healed. And so when this stuff happened, probably like a year, maybe maybe a year and a half ago, there was a huge understanding of like, oh, no, that's actually untrue. And the story that I painted it fell apart. Mm-hmm. There was a really big piece of grief that happened for me in those moments of like, dang, it wasn't me. Mm. Even though I had done all this work and like I knew that it wasn't, it was again just like this reconfirmation of like, oh, things have unfortunately not changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in the situation anymore, right? Like my life has moved on. And so it was again like holding up this mirror to myself of like, you have to let this go. Right. Like this, this is really where so much transcended for me. It was about like a year and a half, two years ago of like, you can't keep holding on and like feeling this Mm -hmm. guilt or this grief for, again, even though I was living this life that was like everything I had like ever dreamed about, I was living it, but I really couldn't fully receive it because I was still holding on to that part of it. Mm -hmm. And so would I be open to it? I, I think possibly, but I don't know. Cause I also have like seen, I've like seen this person, like they didn't realize that I had seen them and I had a full visceral response. Mm-hmm. And this is this piece of like, man, the body just remembers. And like, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even face to face with this person and I could feel like my body begin to go numb and it's this frustrating piece, even after doing, you know, you were speaking of like, you are emotionally intelligent, you do have all these things. And I've done all this, like, somatic work. And I'm literally I like, use this work with my own clients. And still, it was so frustrating. Of like, dang it, like, my whole body responded, and I could feel my body shaking. And again, it was this piece of like, not to bring shame, but to say, like, I was able to have just another layer of compassion for myself of like, Ooh, there's still, there's still some stuff there. And although it looks different, right? Your body still remembers a lot. And this is still potentially for me where I'm at still potentially is a little unsafe for Mm -hmm. me to get too close. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So mm -hmm. So good. I always, yeah, girl, y'all energy doesn't lie. The body does not lie. If something's wrong and doesn't feel right, and you're having a response, there's a, ah, there's a reason. Energy always seeks the truth. And that's Mm -hmm. a part I feel like a lot of people are coming to to realize of like, okay, what's your truth here? and, And what's true for you? And right now it's true that your body just doesn't like to be around this person. And that's okay. I still have some stuff that I have to work on, but my body doesn't feel safe around this person. And that's my truth. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every time you're like, oh yeah, I can do something. And then you step in and you're like, oh, I'm going to puke. Like that's my body response right now. I'm thinking of like speaking on stage for me. I'm just like, oh, I'm so ready to do that. And then getting up on stage, I'm like, oh balls. I'm not, I'm not ready to do this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's this piece though of like when we can take, even though like me doing like this, is like, so huge and like every time i've shared my story with someone who resonated like it has become still like so transformative of like yeah maybe i'm not there yet where i could like be in a room and maybe i never will be and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. but it's like this is such a big part of my purpose and my mission to be able to say like hey this thing could could have happened to you and we can still get to a place where you can share Your story and and your version, and be okay enough. Because if you would have told me like several years ago that I was going to be on a podcast or I was going to be coaching people around this or just sharing my story, I would have been like, Nope, you're crazy. Like, (laughs) absolutely not. And so I think, yeah, it's, and I can totally see you on stage. So I, yeah, it's this piece of just taking these small steps and letting yourself do. Yeah. To start there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every time it peeps back in, I I literally tap on my body and I'm like, I'm safe now. I'm safe now. I'm safe now. (laughs) Get back in the body. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many tools guys to, to utilize too, of getting Mm -hmm. back in and being centered and grounded. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the most important part of somatic work is coming back to your centeredness, to your wholeness, to your inner temple and being able to, to befriend, I always say be, befriending the nervous system. Um, that's my favorite method ever. I'm like, mm-hmm. come friends with this part. That's scary. <laughs> like, let's just hold hands and walk down the aisle. Uh, so yeah, there's so many, so many tools and modalities that we get to utilize to, to do so. What do you think has been the biggest tool for you? Definitely
1: nervous system regulation work. So working with a somatic practitioner, specifically like somatic experiencing um, has really, really played a huge role in the way that I'm able to show up. Um, it, It completely transformed so much for me because It was at that point, right, when I was being coached and coaching as well. Coaching has really just shifted so much for me. Again, when I, like, entered the coaching realm, I was like, I'm, like, so healed. I, like, watched a few TikToks and read a couple of books. And I was like, she's healed. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like convinced that I was like, I had hit everything. I'm telling yeah. you, like my story really started with watching a TikTok because I never even knew what narcissism was. Mm. And I was like, oh, oh, she went through that. Oh, <laughs> like,
0: shit, yeah.
1: That is me. Oh my gosh. And so it really brought so much awareness to my life that I was just, I just had no idea. I really didn't. and. Um, I would say though, definitely the nervous system work has really transcended because again, I was like, yeah, I'm like so fine. I've like talked about this a million and one times. Like I've talked and talked and talked and talked and I'm like, there's no more talking. Like I'm good. Mm -hmm. And then with each time that I've really done stuff, I remembered recalled things that I had no idea that I even experienced, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, <laughs> she's hurting there." <laughs> so yeah. it's really taught me how to just become more present within my own body. I think when you're in a relationship like that, you live in either fight or flight, or you're completely dissociated, right? Like you, you train yourself to be because it's like, I have to leave my body in order to even like, be Mm -hmm. where I'm at right now. And so you leave these relationships and your nervous system has no idea, right? Every single time it experiences something that feels familiar, even though you might not cognitively recall it, your body responds. And so that's what mine was doing, right? And with my my now husband, and I have kids and I'm like, life is amazing. And I remember looking at my husband, my now current husband, I remember looking at him and I was like, sobbing like I would just cry all the time because I think for a decade I wasn't really able to fully wow. I only cried in my car nobody saw me cry and I remember like looking at my husband and I was like I'm like so happy for you because you've not experienced this type of like trauma. And I was like, but I'm just like, I was grieving for myself. I didn't recognize that at the time, but I was like, I'm just like, so sad for me. And I felt so sad for myself all the time. Mm. And I didn't understand why I was like, why am I so sad? Like I've got this amazing husband who like, I feel so safe to be with who, knows all of my deepest, deepest, darkest secrets. Like I keep nothing from him. I'm with this just my family's safe, my my kids are safe. Like, why is there still this thing? And so nervous system regulation really just allowed me to be like, oh honey, like you're living <laughs> in just spaces of dysregulation. All the time. Like, what is rest? What is regulated? I didn't even know what that was. I was like, oh, this is what it's like to feel your heart rate at a normal like speed. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize what was going on. I lived up in my head. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. 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 So much. Yes. Cause I can really, I was <laughs> there for a long time too, of going in and out of <laughs> disassociation and then hypervigilant all the time and oh gosh yeah. oh yeah which 90 percent of america is currently oh yeah. but, so yes yeah we're getting better we're getting there
1: we're, i think so much of like this new era has like people like joke about it but i think it's going to radically transform oh yeah the, like the world i mean i see my kids and i'm like i'm so thankful that i've really started this journey because right I'm like oh my gosh like I've it's taken me so long but there's also this piece of like oh my god thank god I started when I did because my kids are just I see them and I'm like dang you are like way more emotionally than <laughs> right than yeah of time. yeah like they keep <laughs> me regulated even though they also dysregulate me but they like to see them like Cope with things that there's no way I even had the mentality at that age. They're only five and three, and I'm like, "What the heck?" Like, yeah, bitch,
0: you're doing a good job. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, and that's just the generational trauma that we're healing on all levels. Oh my god, as a society too, and you know, my spiritual self, like we are moving into the 5D realm. And that's really what this consciousness shift is. It's a consciousness shift. It's not that we're going to wake up and have rainbows and fucking crystals out of the earth. It's we are shifting our consciousness. We are shifting in how we regulate our emotional intelligence.
1: Yes, <laughs> I love that. That would be pretty cool though, right? Just I know, right? And like crystals
0: coming everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I would jam 100% there. Uh, I would jam, but that's not just. <laughs> That's not going to happen, guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have to just buy the crystals and put them everywhere in our house. <laughs> that's how we get that vibe. Um, but yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and I think the the world, and especially the coaching realm, because I'm going to point to this because I work with coaches, you work with coaches healers, it doesn't matter if you're a coach or not, but any healers I work with whatsoever, any women, human men, I work with everyone. I don't specify who I work with, but the somatic piece and the energetic piece is so important. We can't just do the mindset work. You guys, I'm sorry, but if your coach is like, Oh, we're going to just do mindset work and this is what we're going to no. You cannot like you, we have to incorporate all three aspects to get whole body healing. We can't just like therapy. I love therapy. Don't get me wrong, but I have many individuals come to me saying they've been in therapy for 20 years and my two sessions have done more for them than they've experienced in 20 fucking years just by Mm -hmm. incorporating the body. So it's just such an important piece. And I know that, yeah, it was a huge, it, it still is a huge piece for you. And that's why you do what you do is because we have to top into the body. The body knows your innate wisdom. Energy guys is, is your body too. Like energy work is body work. It's all, it's all one. We can't, we can't pick a piece, just do energy work. You're not going to get the same benefits if you just do the energy healing. Like we have to incorporate all three, all three, actually all four it's, spirit soul mind and body like your soul level is different than your spirit level so it's actually incorporating all of them yeah cuz it's this piece as well right where it's yeah. like you can't just talk
1: your way out of things and this is why like we can say all the affirmations in the world we can write all the things down i remember when I was at the retreat and we were like speaking our truth. And that was a big part for me of like, you can't just speak your way out of an abusive relationship or a form of whatever it is that you're going through. It doesn't work like that. If it did, we would all have the things that we desire, right? You can't just speak them out loud. You have to feel safe enough. Your body has to feel safe enough to receive these things, to take that step, to go from feeling motivated to actually having movement, right? We have to thaw the body out and, and allow ourselves to feel what's showing up. But for so long, we've we've dissociated from it because it's felt unsafe to feel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, guys. Affirmations. Oh, they work. They work. Absolutely, but you have to throw on the energetic and the body piece of like, how is this affirmation yes. making me feel. me feel? Yes, I say I'm that giving you good energy. And I work it ain't <laughs> working. Yeah,
1: and and recognizing like what it is that we are feeling. So I do a lot of mirror work with my clients, and it's like we can say things, but if we don't actually feel and believe them within the body, like bringing the body online we bring this repellent energy, right? This constriction of like, oh, I don't even believe what I said. And so it's really finding these small micro moments of like, what does that look like? Can we find an affirmation that feels safe enough to speak out that you do believe that you are able to receive in the body? And that's where it really gets to. I didn't understand that, right? For so long. I'm like, why when I say I love my body, it doesn't work. Oh, cause I didn't <laughs> love my body. Yeah. So yeah, I love speaking to that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could go in like way juicier here, but we'll be here for like another <laughs> hour or so. Yeah. 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 And I think that's good too. Like just a good like intro of the type of work that you do too, without diving too much in, cause it can overwhelm the fuck out of you, uh, real quick too. So we'll keep it light. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, it is true. Everyone, you know, whether you guys believe this or not, but everyone and every person that is in your life is in your life for a reason and is mirroring a part of you mm-hmm. that needs some more attention. That's why I say I, triggers are, are tremendous healers, tremendous yeah. healers. And we just got to break down the part of what's true for you when you get triggered. Actually just talked about this with a client earlier. Uh, breaking apart triggers. I'm gonna save that though because that's juicy, y'all. And you got to be in our one-on-one space to get that type of feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. that's some deep yes. work. But picking apart of yeah. like the simple question of somebody triggers you of what's true for for me here, like what what is the truth here? Hers, she won't mind that I share. I'm not gonna say her name, but hers was somebody called her a bitch, and it f- triggered the fuck out of her. And I was like, okay, let's break that apart. Like, what's your truth here? Sometimes I can act like a bitch. Yeah. Okay. I claim that. I'm reclaiming that. That's my power. And I'm not giving you the power of calling me a bitch anymore because I know I can be a bitch sometimes and that's okay. And it yes. went in further. But when we reclaim that part of us, it's like, nobody can shame you on it because you're claiming it. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, I think a lot of that has to do with we have this internal shame, right? That was a big oh, piece for me. And mm. yeah, it's why I stayed for so long, right? Like the shame of like, oh my gosh, if people know what I have been going through like what are they gonna think what are they gonna think and so we stay we we constrict we get our we make ourselves smaller versus again like what you were saying of like really tapping in and owning these these parts of us that we've maybe not let people see for a really long time yeah I love
0: that yeah shame is big Whew. shame so is big. so big that's like a whole 2 hour episode because so many people like you know even for me self-worth is one of my biggest core wounds self-worth and shame and guilt go hand in hand uh mm-hmm. especially for a lot of women and our womb you know our womb space too of yeah that's just i'm i need to do a separate podcast episode on that because it's huge yeah. it's so big yeah oh uh, but that's why we're here we're here, here to here here to help and transcend Um mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Okay. Anything else? Sorry, guys. We like went min- many, many ways, and that's just how my my podcast episodes <laughs> are. We just go with whatever we feel like going with. Uh, so, anything else though to round out? Uh, if you have a couple more minutes, I know we're at time, but if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about that we maybe didn't or say, here is your time to shine. Yeah, I think again, I would just like to
1: bring up the idea again of like letting yourself receive support yeah right like so often we have been navigating life alone or it has felt very alone and isolated and we're not meant to do things on our own right we're just not meant to we heal as a collective in community and it requires us to show up and to ask for support in a way that feels okay for us to start. And this is really how we get out of some of these circumstances that we are in that we we know no longer serve us. And so again, like asking yourself, like, where can I lean in to support So I can do the things that I want to do. So again, like I'm not just talking about these things. I'm really sensing and feeling into them and allowing myself to move because that's really how things transcend, how change occurs. It's stepping into that discomfort and feeling it and knowing that you're going to be okay enough. It's not about just feeling pleasure all the time. It's saying like, can I still hold this and let myself move anyways. And that would just be my biggest thing that I would tell people is walking away from things that you have been in for so long is going to be one of the most difficult things, but it is absolutely possible. And if you need to use me or just like to show that, that the possibility that you can get to where you want to go, but you have to allow yourself To lean in and to feel these things that feel uncomfortable so you can move through them, not around them. You can't go around them. I tried that, like, doesn't work. Like, you have to let yourself feel them so you can really move through them. And you're going to change somebody else's life one day. Like, your story is so important and where you're at is, is it's just the beginning. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is what I would say.
0: Mm, So good. Yes, so good. Oh, okay, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. I know it's a heavy topic, uh, but it's so liberating on the other side. 100%. Wow. The other side is so much more
1: freeing and in, in a way that you've never even dreamed possible, which was huge for me. Yeah. Like, what,
0: what is this like? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dabbling with that a little bit of having more freedom because I hired some help and I'm learning how to delegate and receive help. But it's (laughs) like, man, I I can like I can have a business and I can only work 20 hours a week and I can make a lot of money doing it and I can go on vacations whenever I want to and pick up my kids from school. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) what the fuck? Yes. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Tiff, I don't know, do you offer free sessions or how do you do discovery calls? Yeah. So I do. I do do discovery calls right now.
1: Um, So usually I'll offer one call to see if we are a good fit for one another. I have you fill out an application prior to that. So definitely reaching out to me in DMs is, is the best place. I'm usually... More local on Facebook. I am on Instagram as well, but it's literally just my name on Facebook, Tiffany Homan, or Instagram is Tiffany Holman Coaching. Um, I do a lot of lives within my own Facebook group, and that's another really good place to connect with me as well. Not just breaking free with Tiffany Homan.
0: Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I'll post all the links down below so you guys can get in contact with her and I'm sure I'll have you on at some point for more somatic healing. Uh, yeah. yeah, this was a good, this was a good combo just about Yeah. the toxicity that can occur in our life and just bringing more awareness around it that we can heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We can. Yeah. Thank you mm-hmm. for having me. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Okay. You guys, I will be back, uh, next week with another awesome guest. So stay tuned. And I hope you guys have an amazing day.